You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The correct journey here. Stadium time is 8.18 Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned to the Orange and True podcast harbored by collegeofmagnolia.com. I am Son of Crow at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter. You can find me at Son of Crow on Venmo. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. To one side of me, the, the rumor monger, Ryan S. Starrett. At Ryan S. Starrett. The S is for... So few football games left. I'm a little chilly. I'm, I'm going to head out, actually. Uh, oh, y'all, can, y'all can y'all no, get this, right? He wasn't prepared for the weather tonight. To the other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR, as a man of taste, a man who can literally tell people that he wouldn't leave because he didn't leave any game ever, the AU Chief. Huh. Guys, this week in Auburn Twitter, it was a meltdown. We, uh, we had a lot to talk about when it came to uh, virtue signaling how good of a fan you are because of how long you stay in stands. But also taking some students to task about being entitled babies who think that a six-point lead over a SEC conference opponent is something to, you know, just go home. That's no big deal. This is a boring <laughs> game. To be fair, they're not the ones complaining on Twitter about barely beating Ole Miss. They are. No. Oh, man. They're like, no. it was a boring game. I saw <laughs> no, no, no. They said it was boring. They didn't complain that we only won by six. Some people said they were voting with their feet. Ah, well. Because they're fed up with the way this offense They left at halftime. Yeah. We were winning. I know. We were winning the whole game. We had no point at Auburn I Trail. I know. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. It had nothing to do with the quality of football. Some of those people that left, I'm sure, will justify it in some way with the quality of the football, but that's not what was happening there. It's, number one, no one cared about the Ole Miss game. No one cares about Ole Miss. I've said that for a long time. No one cares about either of the Mississippi schools. It's just... Yeah. We it's know, one of those games you only care about. You don't hate them. You don't like them. You just nothing them. I also think we've got a lot of, like... We've, kinda, we've come to a point in sports fandom where hype has created narrative... And told us what to care about and what to think. And that's really making me upset. Just because Ole Miss did not have a little number in front of their name. And neither did Tulane. Everyone thinks that Auburn should beat that team by 100 points. Those guys are going to college for free too. Like they're, like, it's yeah. not like yeah. some intramural team got rustled together to go play against Auburn. This isn't 1898. And there's not some random Indian reservation that has to get a team together because Auburn demanded to play them. That's just not how it works anymore. Meanwhile, those Ole Miss kids, some of them were recruited by Auburn, mm-hmm. decided to go to Ole Miss for God knows why. And 
and came into Auburn and played their guts out and gave Auburn a show. Yeah. Meanwhile, our fan base could, couldn't couldn't be bothered. Couldn't well, be bothered to care about. I, I will game. say it did. Some of the upper deck did clear out after, um, but for the most part, people stuck around. But that's because the people in the big boy seats paid a lot more money. Paid money for, for them, those tickets uh, than than the other people. Uh, I, I said this on Twitter, and I, I thought this for a while. This isn't a new phenomenon. These, there's a lot of people that go to games. They go for the football, but that's not the number one priority of going right. to the game. The number one priority of the game is a, it's a social function. It's like going to a party and there happens to be a game on. And uh, that's the way it's been for a long time. Um, and they look at it like they don't think about I'm missing something special because they're going to another party afterwards. Or, right going back to their house to hang out or watch Netflix, whatever. Um, and chilling? Yes. The worst uh, thing is the excuse of they didn't know how the temperature was yeah, going to drop. Because I think people were genuine in saying that, but I want them to know that people could see them saying that. It yes. doesn't make you look intelligent. No, no, you're an ignoramus. It's in November. If you didn't know how cold it was going to be. It was cold Friday. There's this thing called the Weather Channel or weather.com. Or how about if you have a phone, it probably tells you what the weather is going to be. Yeah. You just have to click one little thing, and you can see what the weather. And is. I will. I say mean, the real I solution saw. is what every generation before the current one has done, and it's just uh, pregame. Then you don't get cold. Well, I read today <laughs> in preparation. For, I was going to mention that in the article I wrote, but I read that it actually makes your uh, your blood temperature go it down. Does. It oh, does. it does, but you don't feel it. Right. That's. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you more it's prone dangerous, to but <laughs> Well, when you start sobering up, you do feel it. Right. Which may be part of what happens. you're not pregaming hard enough. But it goes back to what I was talking about. I did about. read about some forces that say to live in Russia. There's a lot of proof that, in what I say, that these people look at this as a social function based on the way they dress for every game. They never dress appropriately for the weather. They're in a blazer and like a button well, down. Like, this is hot. It's way too hot for that stuff. Um, or, as was this weekend, you're dressed in you know, skirts and tank right. tops and it's going to get down I definitely in saw the 30s. a couple of girls dressed like it was a midsummer game. Yeah. And it's probably because they bought that outfit to be their game day outfit and they hadn't it's, worn it yet. It's they had num- games. Yeah, and number one priority is to look cute at the yeah. social function. And, and, that, and that's not, when I say look cute, I'm not saying girls because the guys do it too. Like yeah. I just mentioned dudes wearing blazers and I saw some guys in polo shirts and no yeah. shirt underneath it. Well, going to the stadium, I was like, "This is Dustin that we tailgated good. with was wearing nothing but an Under Armour yeah. polo shirt." I offered him a sweatshirt. He declined. He was cold. I guarantee you, he was cold. Had to be nine. I would have been. But part of it was the people that left this game at halftime were going to be leaving at halftime, yeah. no matter what the score that was. was. It wasn't anything about this game That's, specific. They were treating this game like it was La Monroe. There's the probably re- a few more people that left because they got cold. Or right. Samford would have right. But the, I mean, the reason they had already decided to leave is what happened in the last two, or last, in the Florida LSU. No, years. I don't. See, that's the thing. I don't if, think no, if was, Auburn is undefeated, no, or I think they're leaving this game. I think no matter what record is. Because I think they're yeah. leaving the Sanford game. If we're undefeated, they don't, they're like, oh, it's Ole Miss. We're leave, we got this. We're gone. Yeah, I think they're I, leaving the Sanford, Sanford game. This is, this is, no, I, I, I agree they're leaving the Sanford game. My point is. I think that they think Ole Miss is Sanford. I think if Auburn still has a chance to win the West. A chance to go to the playoff. No one leaves. No, they, no, I still leave this game. I, I, I promise you, it's it all mess. People left the right. Sanford game in 2010 at halftime. 
But Sanford's not Ole Miss. I've been. You know that, and I know that. And what I'm saying that, is, I'm they don't, don't know that. No, they don't know that. They don't know that. They think and that this is a blowout, and yes. so they planned a party. Or this is a really, really bad Ole Miss team. at halftime. And yeah, they're leaving. Like, yeah, I don't want to be here for the Ole Miss game. The plans were to go to the bars at, at halftime. That was exactly what the plan was. Or somebody wrote the entire time. Right. And I'm saying those plans were made because. No. Why are they, what, what are Florida. they sticking around for? What are they going to miss if we're undefeated and we're playing a really crappy Ole Miss team? People, I guarantee you, left. People left our games early in 2010. The Arkansas State game early in 2010. I bet they left that game. Well, that was early in the season. It was game one. Yeah, that game was hot. But, no, people left games early that year. People leave games early all the time. It's not a new phenomenon. Um, I, we went through this last year. My only advice is don't do it because yeah. you'll regret it later. And if you want advice on uh, how to layer, I wrote an article about oh, yeah. layering properly. I spent a lot of time on that. Forgot socks, though. I did forget socks, which Smart Rule makes the best well, socks in the world. I, I would number two is darn tough. Those are good socks. I would say... Socks are an obvious thing that you need to wear. But yeah, you need to wear socks. Considering these people didn't know how to dress for this game. Yeah, they need to wear socks. I would say socks are really important. Shoes, less important than socks. Oh, and I, <laughs> I will add on the whole social function thing. It also applies to just regular season ticket holders, too. There's people that buy a bunch of season tickets, yeah. come down to tailgate, sometimes don't even go to the games. So it happens at all levels. It happens less there, though, because those people are paying a lot more yeah. money for the ticket than student is. You want to know where the students did do a good job? What? It was Friday night. They were, they oh. were packed out at the scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give them credit for that. Uh, a lot more than I will give the rest them, of the stands. I will not give them credit for that. Why is that, girl? I will not give them credit until Auburn has lost a basketball game. Um, then, if yeah. they come to the next game, then they get credit. You'll get credit. So it does matter for going. You'll get credit for going to the first game after a Final Four. Oh, I think no, 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 a scrimmage. They were at the remember last year in the middle of the season. They didn't go to a home SEC basketball game Mm -hmm. because we had lost to an unranked team the week before. So they don't get credit for going to the Eckerd game because they didn't go to the Missouri game. Is that the argument? That's the Missouri. (laughs) That's the one. It it was was Missouri. Yes, that's the one. They only go when it's convenient to them to go. To the basketball game. Basketball so an games. 8 o'clock Friday night game was convenient. Really 8.30, it didn't tip off. It's convenient for him to be there. Because they say, yeah, I was there. That we were with Final Four. As a right. student? Hell yeah. There is no such thing as inconvenient as a, as a student. <laughs> their <laughs> lives are as co- uncomplicated as they will ever be the rest of their <laughs> life. Exactly. This is the simplest it's ever going to get for them. Now, it was simpler before that. I wanted to say this on Twitter the other day. and I couldn't. I kept, somebody's going to be like, you can't tell me my life's not complicated. I'm like, no, it's complicated. But it's just, this is, going forward, this is his, yeah, it will just get more. I'm going to yes. be honest with you guys, my life's not as complicated as it was my senior year of college. You had bills when you were a senior in college? Did you have? Yeah, I did. I was married. Oh, boy. Yeah, see. <laughs> you have health insurance uh, yeah. to yeah. deal with? Uh, you have open that. enrollment you had to go through? Did you have a mortgage? Not that. Okay. No, 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 but see, the thing is, for me now, my mortgage isn't complicated. It's just I go to work and then it gets paid. <sighs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Alive. Okay. There may be I a don't, there may be a small window <laughs> right yeah. after college that with life is rest. less complicated than it with, was with with no kids. Mm-hmm. No. My senior college, I didn't do stuff. I had to think about whether or not I could I could uh, squeeze a wiffle ball game in between classes. That was the most complicated it got in the spring. My senior year. I will say my 
the six months after I graduated was probably less complicated than the six months preceding that. But I was working full time and in college at the same time. I was actually living a normal human adult life while still in college. So, and then when I didn't have the school anymore, it got a little easier. And this is not me saying, "Oh, stupid kids don't know what to do." But it's just me saying, right. "Don't it's make, just you saying get off my this lawn." Is, no, it's me saying, this. "Don't make dumb excuses." Don't make. Don't when make someone says, "Don't make the same mistakes," that, that, just say, "Yeah, we did." Don't make the same we mistakes. Did that some people don't on make this pod dumb made. excuses. Yeah. Hey, there are, there is no excuse. He just left. No. That's fine. Own that. Yeah, we just left. We don't care that much about the game or football. Yeah. Don't say, oh, we know how the cold's going to be. I have homework to do. No one believes you. No, no yeah. one believes those you. Were, those those no one believes you. The homework thing is just, uh, come on. Play dumb games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Speaking of boring games, this uh, 12 to 10 Cowboys-Giants game, uh, man. That is a uh, classic. Uh, the, the cat on the field was the most exciting part. When's the last time there was a good Monday night football game? Let me ask Ooh, you that. Sunday night. It's been a long time. They're always bad. All right. Eckerd. 97-54. Eckerd did not look as good as they could have against the Auburn Tigers. Didn't look as good as Barry, that's for sure. Uh, Javon McCormick went off. Or maybe we looked better, Ryan. Than Barry? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Javon McCormick may have had his best game as an Auburn Tiger, and it comes in a game that didn't count. Can we play Eckerd every week? I know. Walgreens next week. 25-3 was Javon McCormick's line. Actually, CBS the week officially they would write that 25-3-5. and five. But still, that's an unbelievable line for Javon in his first game as the full-time one guard. Um, two steals. He played, he played a little good, pretty good offense with pretty good defense. I, I didn't have this in, uh, in the line, but I, I, he probably had four or five oops that he uh, threw up. He had one that he threw down, too. Right. Yeah, caught well, one from Samir. It looked like they had been working on a lot of those in the offseason. Like when, when you're going against a team like Eckerd, you can you know, just out-athlete them. A lot of the like videos that came out over the summer, yeah. there was usually an oop being thrown in there. I think that this team's going to get a lot of fast transition. I don't think this team's going to be the transition three-point team like last year. Last year's team... If it was in transition, you had to watch the corners because well, Bryce would fight. Yeah, we don't have what, what game was it where uh, Chuma maybe got the ball under the basket on a transition and kicked it out to Bryce? It, yeah, I think it just for an open three. That may have been the Kentucky game. Yeah, yeah, I think because it wasn't a tournament, I'm pretty sure, but had yeah had an open layup and kicked it out to, to Bryce. See, this game is going to be the, this team's going to be the team that starts fast breaks with steals. And blocks, and then gets. There's a lot of fast kids on this team. That Devin Cambridge kid seems to be a pretty yeah. hyper athlete. He was my most impressive player. In that Isaac game. Okoro is a professional athlete. That's how good he is. The, one of the questions I wanted to ask uh, about watching this game, and you know, if, you were, if you weren't, so. right, if you yeah, it, it was kind of hard to see if you weren't there. I had to listen to the radio. But Jeff Tabata get a basketball. Is there such thing as up tempo defense? Yes. Yeah. Like, can you play hurry up defense? Because that's yeah, what I felt yeah. like. This, the this goal, game was. yeah. Which is what what that means is it's like gang impressing. Yeah, it's a high pressure defense. Yeah. They're they are pressuring the ball and, and um, denying the first and maybe even the second pass. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make the person with the ball have to make a quick decision. Because they don't know where the double is coming from or where the deny is going to be. So then they can force an 
then them into a turnover. And that's when Auburn gets up and runs. There was a lot of that in this game. Um, yeah. And there defense. was a lot of turnovers early. It also caused a couple guys to kind of get out of position. Yeah. Over pursuing. That'll happen with this um, team. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a bad thing. You're going to look – this team's going to gamble a lot because Javon McCormick is a defensive gambler. And I've, Isaac Okoro is a freshman. Yeah. So you're going to see guys gamble on passing lane stuff, which means there's going to be some backdoor cuts that go for dunks against us, against better teams. But I'll give up two all day long. Yeah. But you're looking at a team that, like, Shaka Smart used to play at VCU, but he doesn't for some reason at Texas anymore. And Bruce used to play it when he was at Tennessee, Tennessee. This havoc defense, forcing teams to make quick decisions. Um, and there's some really good YouTube videos out there. Yeah. And it's something you have to have stuff. depth to be able to do because if you get in foul trouble yes. and you don't have numbers, you're in well, I think we've got eight or nine guys. I think, I think so playing defense like that wears you out, so you, yeah. have, to, right. you have to rotate guys in. Well, we finally have the bigs this year, too, to be able to do that, whereas – you know, last year Wiley was hurt most of the conference season. Um, so really, if you're relying on Horace and Anthony yeah. to do that, you know Horace is going to foul anyways. Yeah. Um, this year you've you've got the bodies. I think you can pull that off. Horace averaged almost seven uh, fouls per forty minutes. Is that what you found out? Yeah, it's, it was actually six point nine. Six point nine yeah. fouls. Yeah. Almost seven. Yeah. yeah. The nicest number of fouls. Nice work, Horace. Nice. <laughs> Horace. Uh, yeah. Whereas Austin. If I remember correctly, and I know I do, his uh, free throw rate is, is for his career, it's bonkers. He basically attempts a free throw for almost every two-point basket mm-hmm. he attempts. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was down to like .7. He's not year. been a great free throw shooter. No, and he went four for, he went, uh, what was it? Four for five? Yeah, four, four for, for five. Four, oh, four for four. four. It was 100%. That's right. It's four, yeah, four for four. four. The team was which, 75 which I mean to say... If Austin shoots 100% from the free throw line this year, we're, uh, we're, we're winning the league. We might not lose a game we, if he makes we, every free throw. We're winning everything. Because, again, he he's takes a free throw per two-point attempt. He's going to get That fouled. basically turns him into a three-point player. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially if he yeah. makes the Because right his effective anyway. field goal percentage is high. I mean, he makes a lot of his shots. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, if a, healthy, a healthy Austin Wiley is going to be something that Auburn fans are going to be thrilled at. Now, I don't want Auburn fans to get their hopes up and think, oh, great, Shaq's on the team. He's not the offensive, polished product that he right. could be. Well, maybe he Or is. he hasn't been. He hasn't been. been. But defensively, he's seen a, flashes. He's a beast. Against yeah. Alabama his freshman year. Against uh, Duke last year. Against Duke I last talked year. about this in the, in the center's preview this week on the site. And... I th- I think we might finally get the chance to see him run, yeah. where we he's an we, al- we almost fell into the trap of thinking he couldn't run right because he was hurt so much last year. Yeah, you know, he just kind of looked like a tank on the court. Uh, but watching him in the scrimmage, he was running the floor. He was able to get out of the perimeter to block shots. Yeah, I mean he he looks healthy. Did he, he, looks did he shoot any threes? He did not shoot any threes. Oh, I would like him to not shoot any <laughs> He almost killed a man uh, throwing a shoulder into him under the basket, though. He can't avoid that. His shoulders are gigantic. Well, no, and also the guy was like 6'5". Right. <laughs> yeah, Devin Cambridge was Ryan's most impressive newcomer. Yeah, he, he wasn't necessarily the best player in the court, but having not seen him play yet, right. he, I mean, jumping out of the gym, blocks, blocks and dunks. Until, that's uh, the thing, is if, if he's still got a hurt foot. Yeah, that's him at 80%. Then what is, what is he going to be fully he threw healthy? One handed alley oop down. Oh, man. Hmm. <laughs> All right. 
All right, let's get move right into preseason basketball predictions. So, Dub, write this down. Josh Dub is going to... A little time capsule here. Josh Dub, hung out with him at the tailgate. Yep, delightful. Yeah, yep. Wife, delightful. Yep. Good times with the uh, the Dubs. Yeah. What a nice fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missed the little one. He wasn't there. Chief, what is your prediction for Auburn's record? Uh, Regular season record. I'm not going to hold you to. I think I went on record today in, in Dub's own thread that he has. 25 wins. Whew. Out of 31. Yeah, six out of six. It's fine. Well, it's, 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 it's doable. It doesn't seem that ambitious. Come on. That's a one seed, right? I believe 25 wins what we had last year. I don't think that's true. We were 30 and 10 with all the postseason wins. Oh, yeah, no. We, uh, we were like 21 and. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the year before, we were 25 and 6, right? I think we only lost six games. Yeah, all before. at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> well, Josh Tubb has his math, has us at the <laughs> math. Ten conference wins are most likely outcome. Yeah, but it's skewed mm. more up than it is down. So ten and eight is kind of our most likely conference. Yeah, mm. With, we uh, we have a real shot to win out in the non-con play. Yeah, I mean it, that's what I. It's, that's, it's not that's likely, what I'm banking on. but it's it's certainly possible. I'm banking on it, we'll probably be favored in all those games. I'm guessing twenty three. It's not right. tough like it was last. I put we need to intentionally win almost yeah. all. Yeah, it's not a real it's not a real way hard schedule, but I think I think we're gonna get twenty three wins. I picked that because it's the number of best basketball player of all time, LeBron James. Patrick mm-hmm. Coro? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, right. I think I had 20, okay. 22 wins. Uh, so we're, we're all pretty close together, and those are all tournament uh, finishes, so we'll be happy with whatever. Yeah, you win more than 20 in the conference. Yeah. You win 20 games and you play in the SEC, you're in the tournament. Guaranteed. You're yeah. probably a four seed, five seed. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be really good. All right, lose leading score for the season, Ryan. The the easy answer here is Samir. Yeah. Um, I think he's gonna get the most offensive chances on a consistent basis. Um, so yeah, I'll, just go, I'll go with that, Samir. Okay, Samir. He's gonna shoot the most threes, I think, of anybody. Might be Dangel. Yeah, maybe he's, he's gonna be. I don't trust. Threes. I don't trust Dangel enough to. To hit enough to be our leading scorer on the year, I'm going to go with Javon McCormick. You think so? I am buying my Javon McCormick stock. All right. It was crazy that he's gotten better. A little over game. He's, little, I just, I just, little over a year ago, we were talking about him as someone that the ghost, the, the ghost. There was no tape. <laughs> there was no there stats. Was like three grainy videos of him <laughs> dunking on people in junior college. That's there was it. there was a more. Uh, and information when, about his high school track record. And when yeah, he was, started, it was clear that Javon was not ready for the He SEC. was the 10th man on the roster he, last year. He was just not not up to no. it. And but then, man, he picked it up. Yeah, he did. We Auburn does not beat New Mexico State in the NCAA tournament without Javon McCormick, period. And Auburn's a first-round exit. Yep. Which would have been a disaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and instead, well, Auburn well, goes to the Final Four. Yep. So... Javon McCormick has got. I think he got better every single week. Yeah, and if that holds true. Do we play he's Florida the at home this year? In the history of school. Do we play Florida at home this year? I don't think so. Dang, I was hoping we did, just in case the jackal that sat behind me like oh, this last year <laughs> and talked noise on Javon would be there, so I could turn around and tell him to eat it. Anyway, what about his game is going to be different than Jared? What, what should he we expect? Shoot from, Almost everything. <laughs> yeah, similar to Jared, he's a 
he is a master at pace. Yeah. Which is more than just being fast. What that means is that he can shift it into first gear. Yeah. And back into fifth. So he's able to go. He's able to get it's the quick. low guys in the sleeve. Like, okay, he's slowing it down to then immediately take a step. And now he's at yeah. full speed. Yeah. That is a skill that a guard have, have that a guard that has that is, is a tough guard to defend. So I think he has a crazy fast first step. He's a more this is crazy. He might be a more athletic leaper than Jared. He's taller. Well, he's got three or four inches on him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, he's only six foot. <laughs> he's uh not the outside shooter that Jared Harper is. I don't think he is he he doesn't have the the cold dead stare of Jared Harper. Either. Yeah, and, and some of that just comes with he hasn't been a starter in the SEC before. Wasn't I mean, he the one that... Uh, Jared was frustrating when he first became a starter. Yeah. So you know how Bryce famously did the choke sign to... Yes, yes. Um, Amazing. In the Virginia <laughs> game. Highly recommend. recommend we lost. Oh, no. I thought... Javon did it first against New Mexico okay, State. Okay, that's... Uh, okay. But he did it at dude's face. <laughs> Looked at dude, did yes. the choke this sign, is what I'm saying. walked back. This is what I was getting at. Uh, Jared Harper... As everyone knows, is Marlo Stanfield from The Wire. Um, Javon is uh, it's more of your Avon Barksdale. Okay. Uh, I feel like Javon would beat some dude. <laughs> like, just... The, th- the thing about basketball players He's is, still smooth, but he's a stone-cold killer as well. Yeah. The thing about <laughs> basketball players, oftentimes, the guys you don't want to mess with are the smallest guys on the court. Mm-hmm. Because they've had to put up with... Brutal right. hits. This is the, this is the same uh, theory as why Christian Pulisic is so good. He was always the smallest kid on right. the field, and he had to make up for that. And yeah, I mean that's what made Jared Harper as good as he was. Yeah, he he had his shot had to be quick because he was the smallest guy on the court. If he didn't get it off, it was just going to get sent the other way every time. They asked um, Allen Iverson one time what made him so tough, and he was like, "Shortest nails, toughest to bend." <laughs> Yeah, so I love that. Crow, can I interest you in Javon McCormick going four of seven from three? Yeah, game. look, no, he can shoot the ball. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, I don't think he's gonna have the volume Jared did, but he's not a bad three point. I no. think he's gonna be he's gonna do more distribution than Jared. His light is not back to the wire thing. As green, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't expect him to be hitting any logo shots this year. Yeah, Jared had the greenest light. Oh. I feel like Bruce just did not even tell. I mean, I know Bruce never told anybody to stop shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, who do you think your PER leader is going to be this year? Typically favors the big guys. Yeah, that's yeah, why I'm thinking yeah, Austin Wilder. Right. Yeah. That's why it has one of the highest career PERs in the school. Right. In the history of the I think school. He's, I think he might get more time, which could bring that down some, I would think. His per 40 minute stats were just insane. Yeah, we, we were um, talking about this earlier this week. Wiley's per 40. Let me, let me pull those up. He averaged basically a double double with 20 and 10. Yeah, I, I, I think that could come down. I mean, it still just may be high. It's either going to come down or he's going to be the player of the year. In the yeah, yeah. If he, yeah. If he replicates his numbers at 25 minutes a game or 28 minutes a game, he's going to be honestly, first team. Yeah, all SEC. He'll be a first round pick. He could end up being Samir. Yeah, but Samir uh, is an efficient player. That's for sure. The, the interesting thing there with Samir is he's going to pick up a lot of assists too. Mm-hmm. Even playing the two, uh-huh. yeah. uh, and that's going to help him. Even the scrimmage, he actually played a little bit of point guard. Right. He he might be the backup point guard right now. I think it's going to be interesting to see as they. I want to see what season. Turbo does. Like if Turbo gets yeah, how much run he gets at the at the one. 
All right. Do you want per 40s for Wiley? Yeah, give me the per 40s for Wiley. His career per 40, 20 points, uh, 3.4 blocks, 11 and a half rebounds. It's pretty good. Yeah. You get a 20 to 11 game with three blocks. <laughs> the NBA's calling you. Trouble is, we don't get 40 He's minutes. He's also averaging 10 free throws per 40. Jeez Louise. Ryan, who's your P earlier? Wiley. Okay. Uh, so we both picked Wiley. Chief picked I'm, I'm going to go Samir just to be different. Yeah. SEC. It's probably Wiley. Will, the con- will this team win a third straight regular season or conference, Southeastern Conference? That's tough. That's tough. Um, regular season or tournament, Southeastern Conference. I, think, I actually think the tournament is probably more difficult than... than Depends with, if you're hot or not. With such a young team, uh, the tournament could be Oof. more tricky. It is a young team, but there's... I mean, it's not... Yeah. A bunch of young starters, necessarily. Yeah. Four so senior starters. And that dadgum Kentucky team. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, this team could, without a doubt, be hot at the end of Florida. the year. I mean, All the, freshmen the, could the, be, o- the odds are not in our favor to no, win. No, well, the odds are in no one's favor. Right. That's the thing. And the conference, I th- the conference is going to be worse this year. It's worse T- this year? Tennessee's taking a big step down. Okay. I, I think Kentucky's taking a step down. I don't know. That Kentucky team's tough. Yeah. And I mean, you never Florida know Kentucky. Is, does Kentucky ever take a real step down? Yeah. That Florida team is not that bad either. Right. I think Florida's going to take the place of Tennessee this year. And yeah. they're going to be contending for a one or two seed. Alabama has uh, what's his, could, what's his, what's his face? They're real high on Nate Oates. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> They did absolutely nothing with their best player in 20 but years. But this is the guy that's not going to waste talent at Alabama. This they guy. finally this found one. him. Not, not going to waste the top five lottery pick. This guy, well, they don't have his one last name right. is the main ingredient in Cheerios. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm, Eating oatmeal, Chief? I do <laughs> not think that this Auburn team will win the conference. Yeah, I mean, in any given no. year, that's a safe that's assumption. Just, it's Tiger I mean, versus the field. Give me the field. It's, I mean, it, it would have been absurd. That was a golf reference for Josh Dub. I wanted him to know that I just made a golf reference. The, on this the fact that I didn't know if that was accidental or not. The fact <laughs> that we lost uh, our two best players from the last uh, of the last four years, the two yeah. best players, uh, we lost both those guys. Best three players, right? Yeah, best three players. Okay, Chuma. So who are you leaving off there? Well, I, I was talking about Bryce and Jared, right? Um, but we also lost Chuma. Neither one of them was a lottery pick. Though. We lost a Final right. Four backcourt, which is probably the hardest thing to replace in basketball. Yeah. Is a, is a winning so, veteran. I mean, you lost guard your starting guard. You lost four years already five. We lost probably 60 points a game. We, Obviously. In, in Chuma. Actually, in we lost the three best guys at their position in the conference last year. And probably, and maybe, <laughs> despite not what, according to the LSU, yes, teams, despite what those lists may say, we, we lost. might have lost the three best at their position in the history of the school. Oh, well, for sure. On what you, where you put Chuma? For sure. That where you put Charles? Well, Charles was a five. Charles okay. four. Charles was a five or four, and Chuck was a uh, three, right? So, yeah, I guess that's Chuma. It'd be between Chuck, Chuck, Chuck and, and Chuma. Chuma. Chuck may may have had the edge on him there. Sorry. Chuck. I mean, I guess was Chuck a three or was he two? Person? I think he was a. Three. He was three in the league. Yeah, he was a shooter. I don't know if they really did one, two, three, four, five back then. Anyway, they did. They're doing it less now. All right. What's your tournament seed? I think this. But did you pick tournament? Did you pick an SEC championship or not? 
I'm saying no. Okay. As we all it's all safe, 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 safe pick. It's it, it yeah. Bunch of Nancy's. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm pegging this as a, a four seed. Chief at 25 wins. That's a <laughs> it's a borderline one seed, I think. Well, it depends on where we. I don't know. I'm thinking this is a five seed because our our non conference is really weak. Get that ASMR going right now. I'm gonna go. Yes. She's become right into the microphone. I'm going to go two seed. All right. All right. Man, Chief got some. Chief is hot. So hold on, 25 wins, but, but not winning regular season, SEC? Yeah. That's, all right. Well, I mean, that's six losses. Kentucky might get through there with no losses or two losses or whatever. Yeah. You never know Florida and tiebreaker. We're right. playing us twice. So I'm, I'm going to make the same uh, prediction I did last year. Auburn's going to sweep Kentucky. Wow. wow. <laughs> Well, it worked out well for us last year. We, we took two out of three. We didn't sweep them, but uh, God, we got the, we won the one that mattered. Doors beaten off of us at one of those. Games. Take it back. We we only got one of them. Yeah, we we were we got the important. Was, we were one and two. Oh and three. Yeah, one and one two. And two. Oh and two in conference. Yeah, but boy, howdy, we won the one that mattered. Yeah. I, I, as long as we do that, I'm okay. Um, All right, this Auburn basketball team plays. A real basketball game tomorrow night. The night you'll hear this podcast. I'm going to step back. Three seed. Okay. Against the Georgia Southern Eagles. The late Walt Austin of this website. Yo, hold, hold on. He's he not late. Late. Wow. late of this website. <laughs> late for work, I hope. Love not Georgia late. Southern. We love you, Walt. We want you to be late. Late of this website. Uh, Tuesday, 5th. That would be on SEC Network at 8 p.m. God's time. Mm-hmm. Now, Georgia Southern won 20 games last year. 21-12. Yeah, they're, they're not a bad team. Well, um, preseason looking not hot, yeah. Ken Palm. Yeah, I mean, for a Sun Belt team, that's, that's respectable. 126 out of the 330? 60-something, I think. 360 Division One teams? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. What it's is our great, Ken Palm? 24, right? We'll say it's in the 20s, yeah. yeah. Head coach Mark Byington, we returned three of the top four scorers from a team that was 15th in America in scoring last year. So this is going to be a test of Auburn's defense. Where did I know Mark Byington from? The head coach of the Georgia Southern. I'm looking that up for each Bobcats or whatever they are. What Eagles. Are Eagles. Eagles, okay. I don't know. They were look, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> Mark Byington was born in Salem, Virginia in 1976. Salem High School, played for UNC Wilmington. Wilmington. Yeah, I know this uh, guy. Okay. He played for UNC Wilmington from uh, 94 98. I was a big fan of the he Will coached UNC at, Man, you don't know him. He coached <laughs> at College of Charleston, Virginia. He was an assistant at Virginia. I know the name. Back to College of Charleston. Was at Virginia Tech from 2012 13 as an assistant coach. And now, oh, I, may, I, may know, I may know him from You did not know him as an assistant coach at Virginia Tech. I know the name. Mark Byington. Maybe you just watched it. Was he up year. for the Auburn job at some point, maybe? Man, who knows? But you, they may have played Jacksonville State. Well, maybe. Man, that's how you know him. No. Mm-hmm. So they're a decent scoring team, but this yeah. is a real bad defensive team. Because Jersey retired in high school. That's pretty rad. Wow. In high school. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But you got to be pretty good. <laughs> the high schools don't just retire. Cast I know. That, that, well, there's a lot of people that come through those. High schools don't return people retire people's jerseys. No. <laughs> Unless Bo Jackson played for your high school. <laughs> he must have been pretty good. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway. So this guy is Bo Jackson, coaching the uh, okay. Southern. That's what we've determined. All right. Um, We're going to kill him. Yeah, we got a shot to put up like 120 or something. Auburn by nine. I mean, this is be not sad. a good this is like how, team. This is how I like to start off the season. Guys, we can be. Yeah, I mean, and we're talking about... Uh, Where's were, Eckert and uh, Kim Punk? <laughs> they're D2. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. I'm aware. Okay. They're not even D1 double A. Where's Troy in Ken Palm, though? You're asking me questions like I'm going to know them. I'm not Will. You're the, you're the stats guy. All right. <laughs> not Dr. McLaughlin. Friday, Auburn goes to Annapolis, home of the United States Naval Academy, to play Davidson. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry's on the line. Yes. Another this is the Under Armour Bowl, right? Yeah, and they're not calling it that for for, just Davidson's for not, now. Davidson's <laughs> not an Under Armour school. For, but, right. Well, for now. Friday, that game was on a Under channel Armour. called CBS Sports Network, hmm. which I think is where you watch rugby. That's be at 5 p.m. God's time. 24 and 10 was Davidson's record last year. They have been to four NCAA tournaments and three NITs in the last eight years. It's yeah, pretty good tough. for a. It's pretty good for a mid major. No, it's really good. They're a really good mid-major. Yeah. Ken Palm of 61. Their head coach is Bob McKillop. He has been there for 29 years. He's been at Davidson longer than I've been alive, guys. That's a long time. Yeah. Tw- nine years longer than Ryan's been alive. Not, not quite. <laughs> so, they return their whole team. Crow math. Wait, they have an a Icelandic dude on the Yeah. Team? This, this is, might be Crow's favorite team this year. Yeah. John Axel. Probably Jan Axel. Yeah, Goodman, no, this dude son. is like straight up he is Icelandic. Icelandic. Yeah. Oh, it says it right here. Jan <laughs> oh, okay. Axel Goodman's son. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know yes. that you had noted that. He's a point guard. He's 6'5". Oh, yeah. Is, he, is this uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson playing yeah. b- basketball? So, yeah, his, his line last year was 17, 7, and 5. Oh, a point guard with seven rebounds a game. That is <laughs> Guys, so, I'm is, so glad that Jared yeah, Harper doesn't good. have to guard this guy. <laughs> Six five point guard. Uh, Kellen Grady, who is not from Ireland, but just for the international. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe he is. Yeah, yeah. Just another guy putting up seventeen. It's, it's fine. Uh, and then looks like a good old Serb. If you ask me. I'm not excited about he having does. to go. He's not a Serb. Where is he from? He's Austrian. Girl. Oh, well, let me tell something about Luca Brock. Hold on, hold on. He is, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's Baltic as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's not, uh, let's not get this. Is choice. he from Austria, legit? Like, he's, Yeah, I mean, that's what it says on his profile. He's probably a refugee of one of the many wars Possible. fought in his homeland. I don't, I don't know if you guys realize this, but for a while there, Serbia was part of Austria-Hungary. Yeah. And then... There's this whole thing. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Austria was part of Germany. <laughs> Yada yada yada, uh, Franz Ferdinand. Then we had makes great music. World War One. <laughs> Gavrilo Princep. Sirhan Sirhan did right? not like that. No, Gavrilo Princep. Oh yeah, Princep. Sirhan Sirhan is that the Who's guy that killed uh, Robert, Robert Kennedy? Kennedy? Yeah, okay. I don't know. Now this I is the Orange True podcast. I want to go listen to hardcore history now. Some uh, Blueprint for Armageddon. Yeah, I just yeah. finished that for like the fifth the fifth <laughs> time. I start, I had to start listening to Supernova in the East again because you know it's been months since. Well, we uh, got an episode which we talked about last week. Yeah. I just finished it. I'm up. looking at Luca right I'm now, and he's got a book, guys. He, oh, sorry, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. Uh, we should Dan have Dan Carlin, on the show one time. I would love that, Dan. Dan, Dan if you're listening, <laughs> somebody might kill us if we were delaying another podcast or bring him on. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I dropped a book this week. Hmm. Uh, the end is always near. It's a lot of similar uh, topics as his old shows. Yeah. Um, but he kind of took everything he had already looked at because he already had the information, uh, rehashed some things because, I mean, some of these podcasts are 10 years old now. Yeah. And uh, updated it, put it into a book, and uh, it's pretty good. 
And uh, so I'm Luka, sure he'll be watching us play Davidson. And uh, Luka Barkovic is from Austria, Österreich, as he would say it. But well, I, I'm I'm dubious. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's of Slavic. Well, uh, all right. How about you get a credential, go to the game, and go ask him. Ask him. Could be. Yeah. You go, blood. I don't. I don't know. Well, how same. That works. Same. I know. All right. <laughs> In the pro, you want to take a break? Let's Check. Take a break. Sure. Be Czech. Don't they have similar names? Anyway. No. Take a break. <laughs> all right. Are we all still here uh, after, after the break? It's, it's not too cold. And we're back with and the we're back. True History Podcast. This Did is you know? the only podcast that will let you know the history of people's last people's surnames. In the pros, Jared Harper destroyed his first G League game. Uh, playing, playing the Lakers. You know, never Jared, go. with 22 minutes, he had 31 points, 3 assists. Went five was for this 11. the Anaheim Lakers? Whatever like, <laughs> the G League affiliate is. They're the Lakers. Malik. Uh, Malik Dunbar. <laughs> this guy. Malik Why Dunbar is he in this league? unleashed upon second league Germany. <laughs> Guys, here's the funny thing. They lost by 20. Yeah. This is his, not a good team. His team is not good. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Malik playing for a team that's just getting utterly destroyed is might be the greatest <laughs> thing ever because you know he's just going to be. Oh. 100% Malik. And he's you know, turned he's up to like, one of these guys going to tell me, hey, I calm down, you control the ball a little better. <laughs> no, no one's telling him that. He's, <laughs> he's put up a 30 spot on some poor team. Uh, he's now averaging 20 points and 7 assists a game. I mean, this guy. Assists. Yeah. Sorry, that was rebounds. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, is he running the point? 20 points, yeah. 7 rebounds He, he could be a point guard. Malik could do whatever you want in this league, apparently. You know he's playing this week. Uh, Schalke. He's playing Schalke, that's right. Who's his team? Is that? Get him late, Smurfs. Josie's teams? Yeah. yeah. Schalke's basketball team is in the, this would be the German third league. Uh, oh, we've been saying league? second league, oh, but I believe. Oh. Let's see. No, uh, it's, uh, if you go to their site, it says two Bundesliga. Oh, that's right. They call it the Pro A. What, uh, is Dortmund's in the first? Dortmund doesn't have a basketball team. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Why not? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they couldn't, they couldn't get Malik Dunbar such quick. Oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> Dortmund, Dortmund uh, <laughs> Board of Directors, if you're listening, and I know you are, you need to sign this guy and start a team, build it around him. Dusseldorf is in, just fly up their the, team uh, is in the third. Can we get a basketball team to, to, to the Dusseldorf's basketball team to wear those new soccer kits? Because those are. Oh, the new Fortuna Dusseldorf? Awesome. They're not the same club, unfortunately. Oh, well, okay. they would. Do they have a basketball team? No. Fortuna doesn't have a club team. The ART Giants is the Dusseldorf club team. Oh. They're, they're just wearing a, a, a metal band soccer kit, right? Yeah. Is there just not enough demand for Dortmund to have a team? Because Dusseldorf has one, Schalke has one. I mean, yeah. Arlen, That's probably it. And, and there's Arlen a lot is of in cities. And, and Hagen and Leverkusen and Bonn has a really, Bonn has a first league team. And that's just like right outside Dusseldorf. Leverkusen, a town totally run by the Bayer Corporation. Yeah. Bayer Chemical. They are Giants. So there's a lot of teams named Giants in really? German leagues. Yeah, no one knows why. Does Volkswagen have a team? I'm sure they do. Uh, Wolfsburg. It would be funny to have a, a Volkswagen league. Giant team mm. sponsored by a Beetle. That would be, that'd be good. The basketball Bundesliga is, this is the first league team. This teams. is riveting stuff that we're talking about here. But, can we talk about the all-decade team while uh, Crow does a little research over here? Uh, we can, if you'd like. Yeah, so uh, a couple weeks ago, we asked for you guys to vote on your all-decade basketball team. 
We're going to wrap that up. If I can get home and get the article finished, it'll be published tomorrow, the day you're listening to this. Uh, but if not, let's go ahead and share the results. Sure. So the first team is pretty much what you would expect. It's the starting five from last year plus KT Hurrell. I think, I think uh, my friend Crow was a little skeptical of this. Uh, Anthony McLemore. He was definitely the last one on the first but team. I think he had 75% of the vote. My point was, we don't have a five with a better... Right. I mean, and there, there's a chance Wiley you gotta would, go would be that guy this year. Yeah, right. He's right, going right, to be on the next all day. Right, right. I have a question for you, mm-hmm. Brian. What you got? And maybe Josh, that was listening. Uh, Anthony McLemore is now in his fourth year of playing basketball for mm-hmm. the Auburn Tigers. Correct. Uh, in his second year, he started and had one of the greatest years in school history. His first year, he redshirted, I believe. So uh, he, no. it's strange. He played. But his stats don't show up on sports. Yeah, he must not have played enough games. I mean, if you look on the website, on the Auburn website, they list some stats for him. Yeah, he, he played, um, but uh, it was okay. the next because the next year was the he right. came out. He came out. Well, because he was actually playing behind Wiley for most of conference. So play. my question to you is: Yes, that's correct. How many more wins? Horace was does playing. Does Anthony McLemore need to be on an active team member, a part of? I'm sorry, what? How many more wins until Anthony McLemore is the winningest player in Auburn basketball history? Because he's been a part of, I mean, last year had to have been one of the winningest teams in Auburn basketball history. I mean, are we talking about winning percentage or just wins? Wins, total number of wins. The persons are probably going to have him beat. Do they play for four years? I think so. I think Chuck left after his third. Well, maybe not. Yeah, Uh, that could be. um, I know Charles Barkley. And are we just counting games that they played in? I'm assuming they also played questions. less tournament games. No, matter what. no, no, no. Games he was on the bench, yeah, or on the floor, or no. hurt. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we're going with the AJ McCarron math suspended. here. Games he was not suspended. For. We're going so with the, doesn't count. We're going with the AJ, AJ McCarron math where they give him a national championship that uh, he didn't actually do yeah. anything to okay. earn, but they act like he was, you know, did something. Um, yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but he's. I mean, he can't be far off. I mean, thirty wins last year will uh, help anybody yeah. out. No, I'm saying. I, think I mean, I would, I, I would assume Bryce is probably Bryce and Horace would be the he's won owners over 50, of that. Now. He's won over fifty games yeah. in two years. So also, Chuck Person is was a much better player than Chumo Kiki in college. He's yeah, two time All American. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chumo was his. This was an All Decade team. Come yeah. on. Now. Um, so yeah, I was looking at the numbers for this too. Do you know how many games Jared Harper started in three he, years? Four year letter winner, Chuck Person. So Chuck Person may be it. Yeah, Chuck Person yeah. probably. Probably because three NCAA tournaments and an Elite Eight, but that's still not as many as a Final Four. That yeah, also, a thirty you gotta, wins. You got to remember, they didn't play as many games back then. His freshman year, we didn't win that many games. Who, Anthony? Yeah. Well, no, that was the sixteen seventeen season where we were like five hundred. Yeah. So at least it wasn't one of the like yeah the twelve win teams. I think sure. I but, we got to figure this out. All right, so yeah, Bryce, Jared, KT, Chuma, and Anthony. That's, I mean, are, are you taking yeah. anybody off that team? Um, Anthony, but that's just but but who are you putting there? Malik and Horace. Well, no, it's on your on your I, ballot. <laughs> I, I'm putting a. Um, where am I? I'm putting You're putting Sim or, or no? Riley? I'm putting Sim. I didn't put Sim on my top two teams. I'm going to put King Gabriel. Kenny Gabriel on my first team. Okay, I um no, I'm so I, he's I, actually on the second team. Yeah. Second team, we've got Frankie Sullivan, Chris Denson, Mustafa Heron, Kenny Gabriel, and Simeon Bowers. It's, it's not a bad little team. It's, it's just not. disrespectful. 
<laughs> and Malik. I think I'd take Malik and Horace over Simeon. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think the, the thing with Simeon is he was the only kind of decent player on some real bad teams. I mean, I guess if you have to have a five, I guess I'd put him on there. Yeah. Uh, and then Lord. the third team would have been Kareem Canty, TJ Dunnins, which I thought that was an interesting addition. Uh, Malik Dunbar, Horace, and Austin Wiley. So yeah, yeah, that uh, looks fair. I think I think it ended up. Uh, well, crowdsourcing did pretty good here. Yeah, it was got got three hundred and fifty votes or something like yeah. that. Uh, I mean, so okay, if you were gonna run these five out mm. for each of these teams, mm-hmm. how many wins does that first team win? How many wins does that first team get? Um, is that a twenty-five win team? Is that a twenty-eight win team? I mean, assuming they all have an okay bench. We'll say 20 to 30 win team. 20 to 30? 20 to 30. It's a pretty, pretty big range there. Well, it's either undefeated or well, worse I'll than tell you this, this team. I don't think the team below them wins 20. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then that third team. Eh, Funny enough. They, they might beat somebody. Funny enough. <laughs> that team is probably better than the second team, to be honest with you. Well, I, I see Mustafa on there. Okay. Yeah, Mustafa and Chris Denson, that's, guys, that's some I'm good scores. Not, I'm just not buying Frankie and Chris Denson, though. Chris Denson was a lot better than you're giving him credit for. Yeah, no, he was fine. Right. He was fine. I liked, I liked Chris Denson. And so was Frankie. Here. Frankie could fill I, it up. I, I, yeah. That's the thing. I don't think this third team scores at all. Who's in the third team? Yeah, Kareem Canty. Canty could score. Oh, come I mean, on, man. He wasn't the best scorer on any team he was on. Malik Dunbar. Malik Dunbar, look at him. He's tearing up the German second league. <laughs> pretty crazy roster. <laughs> this, this starting five for that third team is bizarre. Malik Horace and Austin. Actually, look, looking at that, that's like that would be our like largest lineup we've ever had. Oh, they would also <laughs> all foul out within eight minutes. Uh, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, so Chuck Person was part of 79 wins. That's a lot. In his armor career. FYI. How's his uh, longest yard team doing? Ryan, that's disrespectful. <laughs> Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> disrespectful to the all-time leading scorer in the history of the oh. school. He's not even in jail. No, and uh, and he, he, he flat his, out. And he has his jersey sure. retired. And he, he was a four-year team. letter winner and a two-time All-American. How, how long was Paul Crew in jail? And the like SEC player months, of the year. Maybe. This is unbelievable. What are you, a Bam? He was, he was, a, new, he was a new Michael Irvin. I know. I was on this podcast I don't know if, uh, Roll Bama Roll. I don't know if Chuck personally going to beat Michael Irvin in one-on-one. I know. I know who Chris taking there. I absolutely <laughs> think that Michael Irvin could beat Chuck person in one-on-one right now. Michael <laughs> Irvin is in much better shape. Let's just be Michael honest. Michael Irvin is terrifying. I think that would be the reason. Chuck would look back. I don't want any part of this guy. <laughs> Now, Chuck can <laughs> probably just still stand out by the three-point line and just throw it in there. For Shooters, it's not a jump shot. Really it's just it's free throws from the three-point line. Yeah. All right. In his Flat first... footed, <laughs> probably not going to be. All right. In his first two years, Anthony was a part of an 18-win team and a 26-win team and then a 30-win team. So he's almost already... Beat. He's almost already... This year, assuming so 64 we are not wins terrible. is yeah. Anthony so far. Yeah. So he needs so he 15 to 15 tie. wins. And we're just we're not one hundred percent sure Chuck's yeah, the winner, but, but it seems the most logical because that's the the best we've ever been at basketball over a sustained period, right? Uh, and he was uh, a four year veteran. So, for being honest, somebody from those uh, ladies women's teams is probably the winner. Well, considering what sure three three final fours in yeah. a row. 
Yeah, but it only they took went to two three games to get to the final four because yeah. there were only you know sixteen teams in the. Not that's not disparaging them. I'm yeah. just talking numbers here. They got more banners than the men. <laughs> yes, they do. All right. Well, we beat Ole Miss in football. Yeah, uh, twenty to fourteen. It happened. It was a pretty decent game for the offense, minus the scoring part. Um, the defense. Yeah, yeah the, the stats belie how terrible it actually was. To I watch mean, that was a blowout. Yeah, every yeah. I mean, we had 300 yards of offense more than Ole Miss had. Will you want to know a dirty little secret? What did you say? You want to know a dirty little secret? What's that? This game was as close as the LSU game was, but the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> LSU beat us as bad as we yeah, did Ole yeah. Miss. The wheel route remains undefeated. Always. We should just run that play every every time. We should. In the podcast right then. <laughs> yeah. Would have been a great. Like should have yeah. Um, I mean, there, what else we had to say? We, this It was... It was frustrating just because we couldn't put the ball in the end zone. We kept yeah. missed a bunch of field goals. That was three missed field goals. Just a lot of drops. Red zone yeah. offense is not great at the moment. Yeah. It feels which like. is weird because that was early yeah. in the season. That yeah. was the one thing we had figured out. Like if we got close, we were going to score. Right. I'm excited about the DJ Williams era. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a bright uh, spot. I mean, it, there was a point in the third quarter and fourth where if we had third and three or less, it was an automatic first down. Yeah. Like the problem the was we were running on first down every time and getting two yards every time. Yep. Because running on first down is an efficient way of getting yards. Yeah. Literally, everybody knows that, except it's, for college coaches. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't and Jason Garrett. <laughs> running on first down is the like, – you literally – your best case scenario – is you get three yards. Like that's what most people get. Right. So that's a terrible thing to do when you need 10. It's a great thing to do when you need three or two. When you only need, so, uh, when you need 10 yards, you should throw the ball. How, how was Bo in this game? Was he, uh, should, should somebody else have been starting? No, no one else should have been starting. <laughs> Bo had his best game as a passer at Auburn. Yeah. On, on passing downs where he uh, has struggled this year. He had a great game. Not just struggled, Ryan. He has been... He's been bad. Historically bad (laughs) on passing. Yes. Remember when we were still grading players? Well, hang on. If we had been still continuing to do it... Oh, he'd have a lot of Ds. He would have had many Fs. Jeremy Johnson's an F. Bo Nix is is not an F. I don't know if Jeremy Johnson was as bad on passing downs as Bo Nix has been on passing downs up until... Well, I mean, I think in 2015, just about everything was a passing down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so well, that's Nicks, the problem with running on first down is you get into a lot of right. passing downs. But Bo was good on passing downs today or this weekend. He was like fifteen to twenty, two hundred something yards. He still underthrows, underthrows a lot of balls. That's the thing that scares me because underthrowing a ball is a great way to get it picked off. He should have had a pick in this game. Oh, he should have had one of the worst picks. Yeah, just any, dropped it. Any quarterback not named Jerry yeah. Johnson. I, I, it was a really him. confusing throw because it, it looked like Daniel Cobb. So it I'll, looked I'll like Bo that. was like winding up to kind of fling this one deep, and then the ball just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, that it's, happened it's, in it's LSU. Like, it's like too. it's like you remember his that? hand slipped away from the ball. I mean, it wasn't a duck it's or anything. A little bit Chad Pennington arm. That happened last week, but not. As well. I mean, he he showed he can throw the deep ball. That's the weird thing. Yeah, I don't know. He did. He did the exact same yeah. thing against LSU, though. He had one where he like wound up, and then it just was like it didn't go anywhere. It was a changeup. Yeah, and that's why the guy dropped it. I think I don't think he was expecting it to. to Maybe, be so that slow. Do we want to talk about to, Gus for five minutes? Sure. More than talking about the game, sure. So there are a lot of people who are still salty on Gus, 
and want him gone. Never going to be swayed otherwise. And never going to be swayed otherwise. And now, that probably has trickled down to people leaving games early or whatever. Like, it's... There is a overall... Uh, malaise. Malaise with the program right now. And and that could that is malaise. more damaging than anything. Yeah, and it could be malaise just literally because... We haven't won a big game since 2017. I will tell you, it's stretching back years at this point. There's a point in every sports fan's, like, let's take this as a Mavericks fan, for instance. You win the championship. 2011 championship. Well, right. Luca's all right, but every Mavericks fan (laughs) knows that we're not winning the title this year. Yet we're all really excited. We don't have a shot to win the NBA Finals this year. None. Well, you you don't have a super team. Right, but yet... I'm excited. I watch almost every game, and I am like, this is as happy as, a, as I've been as a Mavericks fan in years. Probably since 2011, we won the title. And the reason is because the only thing as good as sustained success is the belief that you are on an upward trajectory. Yeah. The problem is when you're not on an upward trajectory, like the Mavericks were 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016. You lose the fan base because they're like, look, I don't know what the direction of this program is. Yeah. I know we're not winning the championship. And I don't see us building for the future. So I don't really know what it is we're doing. We've hit yet another November where we don't have it. We're not problem, going to Atlanta. The problem is there's only one team at the end of the year that wins the championship. Right. And so if you are in that, you're better off being 2009 Auburn. Sure. Where everyone's excited, yeah, just because it looks like we're going to be fun. You're better off being 09 Auburn and having the exact same record as we're probably going to have at the end of this year. I think that's what's ultimately going to be the most tragic thing uh, about the Gus Malzahn era is I think this year could have been a lot of fun if we had an offensive line. Well, 2011 Auburn, you're better off being 09 Auburn than 2011 Auburn. Just yeah. because 09 Auburn, you thought. No, the yeah, expectations right. were, were minimal. Right. I I think if we were putting a uh, exciting product on the field every week, that it would be a little more forgivable. And I don't think that we've done that since right. that stretch well, after the LSU game in 2017. I don't think we. Yeah. I don't think we've done. We've had a consistently fun to watch football team on. The but field. I don't even know if we have a really fun to watch defense now. I don't opinion. even think that would work. I think the only thing that would excite people at this point in the trajectory of the program would be would be to be challenging for national or conference championships every single year. And challenging and for a conference championship is challenging for the right. And that is right. really tough to do. It's not. It's not too much to ask to go into the Georgia game with a chance to still make that happen. Right. I don't think. And here we are again. It's. Headed into November, that's out the window. Um, I mean, mathematically, it, it can happen, but it's it's not right. Yeah. Um, what is it like? It would take an LSU win. LSU would have to lose to Bama. That's right, lose to Bama, and then lose another game to our And Bama would have to. Lose and Bama would need to lose to us and another game, and then right. you have a three-way, two-loss tie. So and if LSU wins, there's then, no chance. If LSU wins, they I think. They, yeah, they no, yeah, there's no way. Um, if LSU wins, there's a better chance of us making the fourth playoff spot than making Atlanta. Right. Right. Um, I, I just, I think there is, 
we have not had a cons- consistent fun team to watch since 2017. Haven't had one. We've had flashes in every, in several seasons. 16, we looked good for what six games. Looked really good for like six games. 16 is the only season if, in Auburn if, history that won six games and didn't win. Won six games in a row. If if we put that kind of product on the field. I think if we repeat 16 every year and maybe add on a win here and there, I don't think people are quite as mad. I just think it's the 15 was really horrible. The way 16 ended was bad. And then, yes. I mean, that's quarterback injuries through and through, though. Yeah. It, it just It's the whole feeling of there always being some sort of excuse because there is in ways there's injuries carry on. Well, and what a lot of people are frustrated about is the excuses almost every year stem down to the same thing as quarterbacks. Yeah. And if, if, if you have Ed Orgeron running this program or Kevin Steele running this program or defensive coach in general, people might be willing to put up with that, but they're, they're not going to do it when it's Gus or any offensive guy. I'm more worried about, not necessarily quarterbacks, just juniors in general. The team doesn't have a whole lot of juniors. That recruiting class seems yeah. to be kind of disappeared. Yeah. There's a lot of sophomores and a ton of freshmen that are playing now. a lot. <laughs> Whatever. And then there's a lot of seniors. <laughs> but that junior class just doesn't seem to exist. It's just taking a page out of the uh, basketball. Well, when, right. That, except in football, that will That's dangerous. get you fired. Um, and, like, like, this is the thing. Like, it should be Malik Willis, like starting quarterback. Mm, it shouldn't be. Oh, no, no, like, no. <laughs> he wasn't good enough. But what I mean is, like, it should be Woody Barrett starting quarterback. Yeah, Woody Barrett or Malik Willis was supposed to be doing what, doing right, the, right. being our strength. Like that's like the plan. The plan was or or Joey for one of those two guys. But even Joey would have been a redshirt freshman. Gus would have much rather had a junior or a senior right. doing it. Sure. But those guys just aren't around. And that's part of the issue is not necessarily Gus, but quarterbacks in general are going to leave to start. Yeah. They're not going to sit if they think they can start. There's, there's unless, no, unless it's one year waiting. One year waiting. But even that. Yeah. Woody Barrett may have had one year waiting. Woody Barrett wasn't good enough to – there's a reason he's at Kent State right now. Right. And he's not – he got benched at Kent State. Right. But what I mean is – you look at any other team in America with a top 15 team, none of them have a backup quarterback situation to write home about. Because, but most of them have a decent starting quarterback situation that's not relying on a true freshman. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, if you had a junior quarterback right now or a senior quarterback right now, you would still be able to have Bo Nix. That's the thing. And so the real issue is why was – Woody Barrett, our best option of that year. Right. If he wasn't good enough to start, why was he recruited? Right. So where does this leave the program, and where does this leave Gus? I mean, it... Well, I like Gus. We talked about how everybody on this podcast yeah. likes Gus. Like Gus. Yes. We want Gus he to be is, the coach at Auburn. He's a, I think he's a definitely a top 15, possibly top 10 coach in the country. And I don't want to be the... What I wish is that Gus had never hired her hand and yeah. Well, yeah. had recruited offensive linemen and not not recruited offensive linemen for two years, so that we end up in a situation where we're fielding f- five seniors that all are various. Two of them are okay; they're good, um, yeah. and then the rest of them are various shades of suck. And yeah, 
It, it, one of them we had to pull from UMass. Yeah. Uh, one of them is just a backup. Yeah. And um, and that is it's just unacceptable, really. And and I wish we weren't in that situation because I think this year we'd be flying high right now if if that had not happened. And yeah, you you can have way, a bad offensive line with a great quarterback, right? Or you and can a, have a, a great running a, back, or, or or you can have a bad quarterback with a good offensive line. Right. And Auburn's is one loss at worst right now. Right. Um. And, and I think at the end of the day, that's it's un it's unacceptable. It's hard to take. Um. So we're getting into silly season right now. Sure. Uh, Willie Taggart just got fired at Florida State, and that's I don't want to be the guy who's the well, who would you hire guy? Right. But at the end of the day, well, Florida State. Florida State's going to look at guys. We are. But, but we are. Dewey always, Sexton is going to make Auburn think that Florida State really wants guys. What I if always, you're Florida State, why wouldn't you? Anytime I tell, talk to people who are like judging or talking bad about homeless people, I always tell them that guy was one decision different than you, most likely. We are all about one or two decisions away from everything falling sure. apart. Auburn's one decision away from being Florida State. One bad hire. You're one bad hire away well, we're from not, Tennessee or Florida State. We're, we're not going to hire Jimbo Fisher to run our program well, at the ground. I will say you got to be a couple bad hires to get to Tennessee right yeah. now. Look at, look at, look couple, at Florida couple State. Couple bad hires. Florida State had Jimbo Fisher, who people liked enough that Texas A&M gave him $70 million. $70 now, people million. Dollars. Those weirdos at Texas A&M liked him enough for that. Chief, you go on multiple, multiple Auburn websites. I know. You there are some them, Auburn people that like Would them. you like Jimbo Fisher and you will get a resounding Most audience. of those people are old and remember him as the Terry Bowden's offense. People would well, still take Jimbo him Fisher to this day. Jimbo Fisher has been losing to Gus Malzahn for a couple years now. So Yeah. I um people would still take Jimbo Fisher over Gus right now, and I I guarantee I could put on Twitter, hey, would you have Jimbo Fisher than Gus? And I bet the poll would have yes, higher than no, so, which is insane to me. So I I'd, I'd like to take one step back, and that we were talking about the general malaise that is over the program. Um, and if you're Gus Malzahn, the situation has to feel untenable. At this point, sure, yeah, you have to win a national championship to make people happy. Now, right at this point, which well, is a you, insane you, place. Well, to be. No, it's I, not. I, I, I it's, don't know if I agree with that. You have to consistently beat Georgia. Bears no, he year. doesn't get consistent because consistent would mean he's here for three more years. You, you, he has to win a national championship. He has. He's made a seven without one. He has to make the college football playoff. He's got to make a playoff for the next three I, years. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll give he, you that. But. And I don't think that's insane. Because it's saying you have to win a conference championship. Because he's gone. Because of how things have progressed, he's painted himself into a corner where he has next year, a year that any sane person is not going to really will look at it and be like, there's not much here. We can't get much better next year. Because of the offensive line situation. Because we're And you're losing multiple first rounders on defense. Yes. You're going to be better uh, at the skill positions on offense, but that's about it. Yeah, you're not really losing much on offense away from the offensive line, yeah, but you're losing yeah. a lot on defense. But where are uh, we? Where the, that, and so that's the question is, do <laughs> you start playing some of these guys on the offensive line? Because They did. They put Brahms in last week. Right. And then that's a step. Uh, I think that had more to do with the snap. Yeah. I, to me, I, am, I would like him to keep playing Brahms. Yeah. 
because even if he's a little bit worse, he's playing at least he's playing next But anyway, <laughs> at any rate, you're, you're, in, you're in this corner where you have to go and you have to have a special season. Ten, ten plus wins. I mean, to even have a chance to get people to, to really like you again. Yeah. As a coach. He could win out, beat Alabama this year and people would still be mad at him. There'll be a good portion of the fan base that because of why get, didn't he beat Florida? That right. would get back on side if we beat Alabama and Georgia this year. It it would help. That would sure, definitely ten help. And, yeah ten and two. Going to there's the there's a there's a pretty solid I'd say ten to twenty yeah, percent of the fan base that are just never they're never coming back. You you got to forget those people. You got to get all the others back on, back on side. But if you're Gus and you're thinking. I, personally, I think ten years is about the shelf life of any coach at any one stop. Like you just, the, you've probably exhausted everything that you can possibly do in the ten years. Yeah, I mean, Thomas Herbert didn't get to ten years, right? Well, Mark, you got nine. He coached ten seasons. Ninety-eight or ninety-nine. Yeah, started ninety-nine, got to two thousand eight. Yeah, but yeah. I um, would, I would say almost. I think Van go on the other podcast that exists in the Auburn universe. Well, the only one, other one we acknowledge has. Mentioned a couple times that there's a reason why Brazil fires their coach after every World Cup. Yeah, you just it's gotta, not because they're not good. This is this has been I've I've had this theory for a long reason time. Reason you elect a new president? Yeah, you just, just I, I think there's plus. exceptional people that there will be exceptions to the rule, but I, I normally I just think that you just you start you get comfortable, you get complacent. I don't think Gus is there because I think Gus wants to succeed at Auburn, and I, I, he's. I don't think it's a Gus problem. I think it's a Gus at Auburn problem. Yeah, I, I, I think they are not compatible right so, now. So, yes. And, it, and he's going to have a chance to go to Tallahassee or he's going to have a chance to go to Fable, more than likely. Yeah. Do you take a look at another job and say, okay, fresh start. Let me go. Uh, I enjoyed my time at Auburn, but let me let me go get this fresh start. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, don't, I actually don't think FSU is – Interest would interest Gus. I really, I don't. I, don't I think uh, Gus you, would interest FSU. Sure. The and that's going to get Arkansas to pony up some big money. Right. The idea of playing hopefully the ACC not is probably the only appealing part of being the coach at FSU because they are in a terrible situation. Yeah, there's Clemson and currently. Virginia is in the second team. Yeah, like Virginia so, might be a New Year's Six team this year. So <laughs> you may. <laughs> You may go in there and automatically be the second best team in right. the conference. Uh, and FSU has a, a good good fan base in that. It's a large fan base. Large. They'll show up to games if you're yeah. good. That they'll they like to talk money. about the Knowles. They'll donate money. Um, so that's attractive, but I just I can't see uh, Gus and Christie moving to Tallahassee yeah. to live. If, if they leave, I, it would be for Arkansas. Yeah, I, I think – um, that Arkansas job, and and I, I don't think Arkansas is a great job. We disagree on this. Yeah, uh, I, I this is an outlier. I was an outlier a couple of years ago when people said, "Well, maybe he should just take this job." Uh, that when the Arkansas job opened up two years ago, um, I thought that that wasn't as crazy as it maybe sounded to a lot of people, mm-hmm. just because of how toxic the situation was becoming. Even though we had just played in Atlanta that very same year. What um, happens if Gus's last game as the Auburn head coach is an Iron Bowl win? He'll be remembered fondly. I, I, he should be. 
I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, a lot of people don't. find any disagreement on this yeah. podcast. The, we, he took us to a national championship game. We've been to Atlanta twice. I, he took us to more national championship games. He won us one as yeah. a coordinator. He's, he's won one and been to another. Yeah. That's more the only two official appearances yeah. than Pat Dye. That's more than Tommy Tuberville. Than anybody. That's more than Terry Bowden. That's more when than you look Stuart at, Jordan. Uh, when you look at the win-loss numbers, he's not better than some of those guys. But but the SEC is a hell of a lot better. Uh, is it better than when Dye was coaching in the SEC? I, I think so. Yeah. Because you didn't, you didn't have a top three greatest coach of all time in the SEC with you. You had one year against well, the Bears. I, I don't know. He killed. He killed one of them. That's more than Gus has ever done. <laughs> anyway, yes. if that's what we're looking for today, <laughs> yes. so so here's the thing though: like if Auburn has this exact season, yeah, with yes. a new head coach, oh, people yeah. are people would be great. They'd be happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Big time happy. And so oh, that's where Auburn I think is it's more fun than 2014 Auburn. Well, it, it's, it's just it's not about the product, but you can't take you can't you can't take one you can't take one season in the vacuum though. But if you but, did, my point is, but you it, also it's, have to look at relationship. You have people, to both sides would be happier. I think it, it, right, I, right. It That's, might be time to break up. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 a mutual parting of the ways as Georgia had with uh, Mark Richt may be uh, in order. That that's firing. He didn't get fired. Neither did Thomas Tuberville. Yeah. Okay. Neither did Bob Stoops. This would be more. No, that's true. Well, yeah, he retired. Well, they had Lincoln Riley. They didn't uh, want to lose Lincoln Riley. Oh, uh, and so there. There like, was a little bit of. But anyway, uh, yeah, it may maybe. Uh, I mean, it may be best for all parties involved if we break. You're not gonna believe this, but I saw on Twitter that Stoops might be interested in Florida State. No, that, that's uh, that, that's Mark Stoops. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. Mark Stoops is like the, kind of the favorite for the job. I right know, now. but I saw on Twitter. That his brother Bobby yeah. might be interested. What if in Mark what if Bob Stoops was at Auburn and Mark Stoops is at Florida State? What if uh, what if Mark goes to Florida State and Bob takes over at Kentucky? 